This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Wake up, El Paso. Buzz Adams is back. Okay. Are you done? Let's get back to work. Showtime. Only on 95.5 KLAQ. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. And it is Monday as we get another week of broadcasting started with the Buzz Adams Morning Show. And thank you so much for joining us today. Do you like blazing hot temperatures? Well, if you do, El Paso this week is the city for you because we're seeing some pretty extreme high temperatures uh, through the entire week. Triple digits every day this week. What is extreme? That's a good question. You know, 104 today seems to qualify. Uh, yeah. For tomorrow, 106. That's hot. Y- no matter yes. where you go. I would, I honestly believe that it's a lot more uncomfortable when you've got 90 with 80% humidity like they get in the south and in Houston and Dallas and East Texas. It's, 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 actually, it's actually more uncomfortable. Now, uh, Phoenix is another thing. When Phoenix gets up to 120, yeah, it is a dry heat, but it just doesn't matter at that point. Things are about to start combusting. You ever been in Phoenix in the middle of summer like this time of year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that dry heat that you just said, it's almost just, like combustible. It's fire. Uh, so 104 for the high temperature today, 106 for tomorrow, and we're going to stick with that through the rest of the week. One, we're seeing highs of 104, 103. Uh, along about Wednesday, we might get a little relief with some rain, but there's really only like a 15 to 20% chance of rain Wednesday afternoon. Other than that, mostly clear. This weather is brought to you by Wet n Wild Water World. You can save a lot of money if you get your tickets at least a week in advance at wetwildwaterworld.com. Wet Wild Water World. That's a lot of W's. Water World. World Wide Web, Wet Wild Water World. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Joanna had a podcast this weekend. I did, yeah. What do you mean you're a guest I was on a, a podcast? Guest on a podcast. Okay, is it is it one I've heard of? Uh, probably because they say they have been trying to get you on their podcast. It's called Conversing with Chris and Misa. No, nope. they are hilarious. Oh, really? You met, <laughs> you met them. They're my buddies, Chris and Misa. They they they've come over to the house before. <laughs> they, I, they told me that they're like we've been to his house. No. Nope. <laughs> And I'm all, you know what? You guys could have just, like, gotten him at his house. He has a studio there to record a podcast. But they really want you to be a guest. And <laughs> they, they've had some really good, na- like... They've had Steve Kaplitz on there. Steve, they've, John Teicher. They've had uh, Brandon. Brand, the coach for the locomotives. The coach the, for the locomotives. Uh, they've had okay. a lot of good, big names in El Paso on their podcast. Now like, Joanna Barba. That's and right. Buzz Adams is the only one missing. They, so uh, Chris called me the night before. I was like, hey, Joanna's coming tomorrow. Do you want to come by? And at first I said, yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But then I thought about it. I was like, you don't want to step on her. Toes. Yeah. Do they want me cramping her style right, or right. something? So, it was hilarious because they were. It's like, her moment to shine, baby. <laughs> Thank you. And they're all like, well, Nico was supposed to be here. I'm like, let me guess how he did it. He was like, oh, hey, buddy. Shut I'm up. Just, I'm just not going to be able to make it. <laughs> no, no, but that's not. No, it wasn't like work. It that's was, exactly what they said you said. It was more like, hey, man, let's uh, jo- let's just let Joanna do it. All right. You don't, you don't need me to cramp her style. Anyway, the episode of Conversing with Chris and Misa featuring me is now available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Do you recall anything you talked about? Everything. <laughs> Just life, huh? Life. It's, a, it's like here. a long form. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple Skittles. of things to mention you here. You got your tall boy, too. We got a tall they boy. They give complimentary tall boys for, to yeah. everybody. for the yeah. Modelos, Tecates. Um, I took an Arizona green tea. Oh. <laughs> Did your sister? Yeah. She was a th- member of the live audience. <laughs> a few other things that we're talking about today. <laughs> Benifer got married. <gasps> J-Lo and Ben Affleck, I, it sounds like they eloped and went and got married at the drive-thru yeah. wedding This is chapel. round two? Round, well, well, they never, they never got married. made it to down the aisle oh. the first time. Their relationship the first Color time around surprised. was 17 years ago, guys. <gasps> no. Mid-2000s. 17 years ago. Wow. I yeah. think the order for, I can't name everybody that she's been involved with, but... It, there was this guy named Chris Judd who was one of her dancers. She was with him. Uh-huh. There was another dude I can never remember his name. Puff Daddy. She was with for like two or three years. Uh, but she never married. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't marry. Uh, then she did marry. Now uh, oh, the the Mexican singer. Yeah, he kind of looks like Skeletor. He's got a very the skeletal Puerto face. Rican singer Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. That's who she was married to. <laughs> like Skeletor. What are you talking about? Oh my look God, him up. He does kind of look. Like Skeletor. He, has, he really. He has good cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Prominent cheekbones. Yeah. You know one would say. <laughs> then, and I think she was married to him before she dated Ben Affleck. But then she dated Ben Affleck, and since then, Alex Rodriguez. I mean, that was a real serious one. For a while, do you recall anybody else? I think she's been married four times, though. Yeah, but she didn't marry Ben Affleck when they were together previously. Um, how do you know how many people she? You're like, let's go through every partner she's ever had. I don't know. It's just common knowledge. They give it on citizenship tests. <laughs> oh my god! My, my girlfriend's studying her citizenship test. You got to name four out of six correct. Uh, who oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez, Lopez has been <laughs> engaged to. <laughs> I've been helping her practice. Uh, have you really? I, oh, yeah. I've been helping her practice. Even like she goes, to, I don't know where she gets all her resources, but she was. we were going through things that they might ask you just to make conversation or possibly to try and throw you off and how to answer those. Oh, okay. Like, like how about this weather we've been having? So we oh, practiced. Yes. Mucho calor. Mucho bad. Uh, no, she wouldn't talk like that. Yeah, you're making her sound. Uh, have you ever? I'm making her. What? Have you ever been a prostitute or paid for a prostitute? No. <laughs> yeah, she got that one. She said no. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, J Lo and, and uh, Ben Affleck are now. Um, 
But now she posted her name with uh, her last name being Affleck. She signed something as Jennifer Lynn Affleck. They got a list of what people widely agree is the most appropriate work clothes. Clothes to wear to work. Does it include workout shirts? Crocs are on the list. <laughs> and look at this. They even put it in really red. Flip-flops. Nico, flip-flops. Oh. Not appropriate for work. Really? Yeah, I'll go through the list okay. later. Let's take these strangers' word for it. <laughs> and, oh, here you go. If it's it, We were talking about how hot it's going to be this week. If you want to beat the heat, there's one simple thing you could do that they say is going to make you feel about seven degrees cooler throughout the day. And I'll tell you what that is during the show. I'm just laying the groundwork. Oh, okay. Here. Yeah. The Joanna, Entertainment News, what do we have? I know I kind of uh, took the big story there, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah, mm. I did. Um, how about this whole Ricky Martin thing and how his lawyers now deny an allegations that he abused his nephew, his 21-year-old nephew, who he was in a relationship um. with. What? Yes. Ricky Martin was Ricky in a Martin. relation. Now, does he admit to the part about being in a relationship no, with his nephew? He doesn't admit to any of that. All those allegations. Okay. And uh, Nico News Headlines, what do you want to pick out uh, to focus on that we have coming up at news today? I mean, uh, the Uvalde shooting oh. report is out. We're going to be talking about that quite a bit. Uh, there's a few uh, accidents and tragedies that have happened, including a helicopter crash in Las Vegas, New Mexico, where uh, three firefighters and I think one pilot uh, were reported killed after they were on their way back from helping the uh, homestead fire or put out the oh. homestead fire. Uh, all right, we'll be uh, getting to all that. Today, I guess Steve Bannon is going to start uh, giving testimony in his uh, criminal contempt trial. This was because he didn't answer the subpoena to go talk to the January 6th. And he tried to back out and say, oh, okay, I'll go, I'll go talk to him now. And they said, no, we're nah. going to put you on trial. You could end up in prison for anywhere from a month to a year. Oh, for, really? Yeah, for that contempt of court. And that trial is set to get underway in just about 45 minutes. So we got a lot of ground to cover today. Let's uh, pop the top and get right into our Monday show. Monday is my favorite time of year. I'm going to tell you what I really think I like about Mondays. Could it be like Saturdays when you don't get to work? Show on the first team, thank God we're already. Never mind the information, my 
it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along starting at 3 with everything from 95.5 KLAQ. Get ready for another uh, week of triple-digit high temperatures. 103 the high temperature today, 106 tomorrow, and every day this week is going to have at least three digits in it, it looks like. Chance of rain along about Wednesday. Yeah, you're right, though. As long as it's not humid, yeah, you can stay in the shade. And let me tell you, going out like in Dallas at, at 11 o'clock at night and then like... Maybe you're going out on the town, but then within 30 seconds, you're just drenched in sweat because it's still that freaking humid outside. And it's night. Yeah, at night, at least in El Paso. During the night, it yeah, gets cool. It gets cool. Yeah. Let's get to today's top stories. And now, today in Sound Clips. Today in Sound Clips is our first look at news and also uh, the top stories of the day with the company Sound Bites and Actualities. Uh, a Texas House investigative committee is releasing a preliminary report on the response to the deadly Uvalde mass shooting. It is scathing, to say the least. The report describes, quote, systemic failures and egregious poor decision making among the get this 400 plus offices on reddit but sometimes they also get sent in and mailed in uh app chatted by our audience is this a reddit one or is this something that somebody sent to us no this is a reddit one okay. and uh for people who don't know uh am i the a-hole is a uh Reddit subpage that you can uh, I'm sorry, a subreddit is what they're called, where people can put up scenarios or morally questionable things that they did and ask the internet whether they were in the wrong or not. Uh, on today's AITA we have uh, somebody saying, uh, here's the title Am I the a-hole because my friend ordered the same dish as me and couldn't pay for it? Now they get to write their own titles so they're not always going to be telling you the most. <laughs> All right. Right, I always wonder on these things. Is, well, what would happen if I heard the other side of the yeah, story? Right. What if that guy wrote the title? Yeah. Well, my three friends and I, I am a 19-year-old female, and my friends are also my age, 19-year-old female, 20-year-old female, and a 20-year-old male. And I were going out to a restaurant, and another student, also 19 years old, from our summer study abroad program that we've befriended in the past three weeks asked to come. Now, in the clarifications underneath, what I learned was that she's in Spain for a... Uh, study abroad program and this friend is also from the United States but not she didn't come with him okay is the friend a dude yes a uh, 19 year old male and uh, he's the a-hole yeah well, no 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 what <laughs> wait <laughs> no no but by it. default all right, so my three friends and I were going out to a restaurant, and another student from our study abroad program that we befriended in the past three weeks asked to come. We said, of course he can come. It was a slightly upscale restaurant with a Michelin star. We all ordered our own meals. Our newer friend couldn't really understand the menu since it wasn't in English. And his Spanish isn't that proficient yet, so he was Google translating everything. Then he just gave up in frustration and told the waiter, he'll just have what I'm having. I'll have what she's having. He didn't know the price, since the menu didn't have prices. But we all assumed if he was concerned about the price, he'd ask the staff. But he did not. 
The table bill was about one thousand dollars one hundred. Oh my god! How many people? Four. Jeez. It was a hundred dollars for the appetizers, and two hundred dollars for each person's main course. We had all agreed. Before. I don't think I've ever eaten in a restaurant like that. Before. Me either. <laughs> Honestly, we, I think when, when it's like, oh, Jesus works out to like forty dollars a person. That's expensive. That's expensive yeah. to me. We had all agreed before to each pay for ourselves and then split the bill for the appetizers. Our friend was shocked that his meal was two hundred dollars and said he didn't have enough money for that. He started talking to the waiter, questioning each charge, and became more distressed. Then he demanded to know why I didn't tell him the price. First, it wasn't in the menu, so I didn't know exactly. Have you ever been in a restaurant where they don't even put, put the, the prices? Price next I have to been it? into, yeah, I have oh, been. Oh, those are so scary. But it caused know, me a lot of anxiety. I would yeah, ask right? the waiter though. <laughs> I'd be like, waiter, how much is this yeah. one? Um, so I didn't know, but the price was about what I expected it to be. He could have asked the waiter if he was worried about it instead of just saying, I'll have what she's having. Just uh, like in when Harry met Sally. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> I'm not sure what he expected since this is not a cheap place. He used his emergency credit card to pay and was quite upset. And he said, I should have told him the price. My meal was no more expensive than anyone else's at the table. I'm not sure why he didn't just ask the waiter. Am I the a-hole? A little. Kinda, yeah. I mean, kinda. He, I don't understand why he, he was did having not trouble with know. Spanish. He was getting frustrated. Maybe as a as a fellow American, right? You step in and say, "Hey, look, maybe you know, out of your shot of the rest of the table or something." Yeah, you could have helped him out a little bit. Also, but he was able to pay. So, what's how was this such a big emergency? Well, he a, had to use his emergency credit what is card. An emergency credit card. You've never heard of emergency? It's a credit card you. It's a credit card only, you use for emergencies. I never. heard It's of that. in the title. <laughs> it mm. is. <laughs> no, I've never heard of somebody carrying around an emergency credit card. To buzz their. My dad used to always keep. My dad card. always used to keep a, like a fifty or hundred dollar bill in what he called his rat hole. Uh, I'm not okay. sure I want to know what that is, but what is it? Just like a a little hidden pocket in his wallet. <laughs> I mean, I'm giving his secrets out, but he passed away last year, so... A lot of parents <laughs> give their children emergency credit cards when they go to college, or especially if they're, you know, taking trips abroad, right. things things like that. Okay, well, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, it sounds like everything worked out all right. Well, so. I'm sure everything worked out, but she's asking, was I the a-hole in the situation? We all kind of say, yeah, for inviting your friend to a Michelin star restaurant... Like, it's normal dinner. Not everybody is as yeah. rich as you, child. I think that's where it sounds like she's disconnected. Yeah, like she's... Oh, I just assume everybody's been to a, a super yeah. fancy Barcelona restaurant right. before. I thought, you know, $200 was what we expected it to be per person. <laughs> they were all totally okay with the bill. Some of us need a heads up on stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. So, yeah, a little bit. Nothing egregious, but yeah, you could have... Have you ever done that, though, gone out to a dinner and the bill comes back and you're like, wow, that's, that's way more than I thought it was going to be? Not, no, nothing that completely... Uh, I forgot, it's been me. a really long time since you've been It's been a poor. while since I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't really poor. <laughs> All right, but decided. Speak, speaking of really nice restaurants, though... Come to a bar where everybody shares the same bitchy mood about the most dreaded day of the work week. Come to Oh 
OSI Mondays. Gather at OSI Mondays after work. Or just skip your freaking job altogether and hit the bar. <laughs> Have a complimentary stale pretzel and knock back one of our lukewarm beers. Mm. At OSI Mondays, the food sucks and so does the service. We don't want to work Mondays any more than you do. So for a crappy time in a really pissy atmosphere, come to OSI Mondays. If you love fun, you'll hate Mondays. OSI Mondays. Love the morning show. Buzz Adams in the more surprise celebrity wedding that I guess they did at a drive-through uh, wedding chapel in Vegas. I wonder if they were able to find an Elvis impersonator. Huh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They were not. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, we've got a few more weeks left in Cool Canyon Nights. That's our live music series brought to you by Westar that happens every Thursday night at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. And this week, coming up this Thursday night on the main amphitheater stage, Tribes. Tribes is going to be performing. Dave Hamilton on the uh, patio stage. Dave is a guy I've known for a long time. Was uh, both my daughter's music teacher at one point. Oh, too. No and a uh, member of Fungi Mungle. I don't know if they try and keep their identity secret. Like oh, because they, uh, they, wear co- they, wear, they they all have personas. Personas, right? yeah. They're they're all something. Mo- M- Mungle, Mungle is their last name. I like think, the Ramones. They're like the Ramones. Oh, I think okay. it's like one's Demon Mungle, one's no, Cat no, Mungle, no, no. one's Star Child kids. Mungle. Oh, okay. No, it's like Joey Mungle. Wait, Joey Mungle's name is not Mungle? His last name is not Mungle? <laughs> None of them's name None is Mungle. None of them are really Mungles? No. No, no. One You're of blowing my mind I was right today now, years old. You didn't know. Mm-mm. I figured one of them had to be a, a real Mungle. I don't think there's a Mungle in the oh, Amongst them. <laughs> Uh, So anyway, and then to close out the season, since we're talking about Fungi Mungle, El Paso's favorite party band for like 30 years, July 28th is going to be Fungi Mungle on the main stage. So that's a week from Thursday. This Thursday, Tribes. Next Thursday, Fungi Mungle. The uh, concerts on the patio stage start at 6 o'clock. Main act begins at 7 o'clock. Get there early for great seats. You can find the entire series lineup and the must-read bar of KLAQ.com, also on the KLAQ mobile app. Star presents Cool Canyon Nights every Thursday at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. Special thanks to our sponsors, White Claw, ROI Home Remodeling, Charlie Clark Nissan, and Johnson's Jewelers. And let's get to entertainment news. At Hollywood Headlines, here's Joanna Barba with today's Hollywood News. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Ugh, this situation is really weird. Uh, Ricky Martin's lawyer is denying accusations that the singer abused his nephew. (gasps) Earlier this month, a judge issued a restraining order against the singer citing domestic abuse. It was based on allegations filed by an anonymous person who claimed that they had dated Ricky Martin for seven months and that he feared for his safety because Ricky wouldn't accept their breakup. Well, over the weekend, TMZ revealed that the alleged victim had been identified by Ricky's brother to be the singer's 21-year-old nephew. But Ricky's lawyer, Martin Singer, strongly denies the accusations, noting that the nephew is struggling with the deep mental health challenges and said, quote, Ricky Martin has, of course, never been and would never be involved in any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. The idea is not only untrue, it is disgusting. That is a La Vida Loca there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, the lawyer does say, add that they hope that this man can get the help that he so urgently needs. Meanwhile, Ricky... Meaning the nephew. The nephew, yeah. yes. Meanwhile, Ricky is due in court July 21st, where a judge will decide whether to keep the restraining order in place. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> now, is this all going on in the U.S. or in Puerto Rico? In Puerto Rico. Okay. Well, Puerto Rico. It's, it's the U.S. Still the U.S. <laughs> yeah, but you know. <laughs> is is Ricky? No, that was the main question over the weekend. Like, is this happening here in the states or in Puerto Rico? So, so a lot Puerto of other Rico. people are are okay. a lot of are confused as well. It's happening in Puerto Rico. Is Ricky like friends with his brother? Because it sounds like his brother threw him under the bus. Right, I'm not entirely well, sure what, what the, the family dynamic is the, there. So the brother confirmed the story. The brother confirmed that it was the nephew who put that restraining order. But did the brother say, but look, this kid's messed up, like the lawyer said? It doesn't say doesn't what say. else what the brother had said. Just that the brother was the one who identified the anonymous filing. Pearl Jam is strictly anti-violence at their concerts, and it was evident over the a video that went viral over the weekend of a show in Zurich last month when Eddie Vedder stopped the show during Animal to have a woman ejected for smacking a guy on the back of the head. Apparently, the man had been recording the whole show, and the woman got fed up with it, so she hit him, and Eddie saw the whole thing. Quit hitting him. Quit hitting him. You're out. You can't hit him even if you're a woman. I appreciate the fact that you're strong. Come on, but that but was an interesting way of handling it. Right. It's like, first of all, congratulations on being a strong woman. Second of all, get out. But also, <laughs> leave. Also, yeah, I saw he was recording. Like, he knows the whole situation. He saw that's the whole thing. But you can't hit him in the back of the head either, even though you're a woman. I appreciate the fact that you can be strong. Quit hitting him. You're out of here. Is he singing dissident? No, it's an animal. Oh, that's animal? Yeah. My, everything just sounds muddy to me these days. My, <laughs> these days? My hearing, yeah. The, yeah, these, these <laughs> days. All righty. You guys big Pearl Jam fans? Yeah, I'm a yeah. pretty big Pearl Jam right. fan. Sure. <laughs> Do you know how they got the name Pearl Jam? Yes. I mean, I know all the urban legends. I know the urban legends, but that, which one is true? I thought it was Peyote that his his aunt his aunt Pearl, Pearl made jam that was psychedelic using pe Peyote. But I've also heard the version that Pearl Jam is another is it a euphemism term, is a euphemism for male. Ah, uh, I got it. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I've heard. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, their uh -huh. name before they were Pearl Jam was Meeting Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock played at the University of Oklahoma when I played basketball. We used to, some, and he played at uh, 
Midland Jun- Junior College before that. The, the real Mookie Blaylock. Oh, wait, that was a real person? Oh, a yeah. real person? Oh, yeah. It yeah. sounded like a funny... I and you I, were just being funny. No, like, and I, oh, used to play play so, I used to play some summer league with uh, Mookie Blaylock, so... Interesting. Yeah. So, like, seven degrees of Pearl Jam with Buzz <laughs> Adams. Yeah, that's right. I Ooh, met Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock met Pearl Jam. <laughs> so, one degree of separation. Two degrees of separation. <laughs> Sweet. Well, it's time to form a line. Chris Evans was asked recently what he was focused on in life, and he said, quote, maybe on finding a partner. You know, someone that you want to live life with. I love what I do. It's great. I pour all of myself into it, but this industry is full of pockets of doubt. Maybe it's about trying to find someone that you're looking to spend your life with. Here you go. I want to suggest that Megan Fox dump Machine Gun Kelly and go with Chris Evans. No, Buzz. They drink each other's blood. blood. I think it's serious. That's a little weird, but I think they're literally literally crazy in love. I think my boy C. Evans could handle it. C. Evans. And she's got a ring that Machine Gun Kelly made that if she takes it off, it's going to cause her literal pain. So He'll help her get through it. Chris Evans, that is. Will <laughs> help her get through it. <laughs> well, he's been romantically linked to several actresses like Christina Ricci, Jenny Slate, and Minka Kelly. Jenny Slate. That would be a trip, wouldn't it? It was a trip. Why? They were together for the longest time. Because she's that? funny, right? So Jenny Slate. Yeah. Guys like funny girls, I hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Well, they broke up, and she's hmm. married now, so hmm. you guys are a little late. At who's present, the uh, who's like the rap girl that keeps trying to get Chris Evans' attention? Lizzo. Lizzo, Lizzo famously slid into his DMs last yeah. year. Here you go. Well, at present, he continues to go home to the one constant in his life, his dog, Dodger. New rumors have emerged that Giancarlo Esposito is up for the role of Professor X in the X-Men reboot that's in gestation at Marvel Studios. As Nico. He can't play Professor X. Why? Not bald. As of now. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> you know, there are so few roles that come along for bald. For the bald. Handicap psychics. I think you let somebody <laughs> that fits the description. Do they have to also be handicapped? Yes, they need to be in a wheelchair. I see. I okay. So. Very specific. As of now, the rumors are unsubstantiated. And they have nonetheless generated a lot of discussion online with fans. Taking well to the idea of Esposito as Charles Xavier, one tweet reads... Yeah, he'd actually be really, he'd be really good. <laughs> One tweet reads, if rumors are true and Giancarlo Esposito is the new Professor X, I am one million percent down. Fans are clearly on board with Esposito coming to the MCU. His name has also come up with a lot of fantasy casting as someone who could play Doctor Doom in the next Fantastic Four movie. Others have been advocating for Esposito to play Magneto based on how the actor has consistently done well with playing villainous characters in other... The heavy. He plays the heavy. What's the heavy? You know... The heavy, the villain, oh, the bad okay. guy, the heavy. I see what you mean. With Better Call Saul ending this summer, Esposito's schedule will be more clear, so perhaps he can step into the MCU. How about Brian Cranston as Professor X, or do you think he, you just recognize him too much from... Is it because he was bald at Bert, one point? Because he was bald <laughs> when, he, when he was Eisenberg, he was bald. <laughs> That's right. That's a good one, All yeah. Right. And well, finally, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got hitched. I was going to call him Benifer. I guess Aww, they're still Benifer. Benifer right? yeah. got hitched in Las Vegas over the weekend. Woo! They wanted an 
Elvis to do the honors, but unfortunately, there wasn't one available. On her website, on the J-Lo, Jennifer said, quote, We did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. And it turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. So they dated for three years. They broke up 17 years ago. And then they just got back together. They got back together. Within the past year, right? Yeah, within the past year. And they picked up right where they left up. She added, quote, Stick around long enough and maybe you'll find the best moment of your life in a drive-thru in Las Vegas at 12.30 in the morning in the Tunnel of Love drive-thru. She signed it, Mrs. Jennifer Lynn Affleck. Did you ever think you would hear the day where Las Vegas is out of Elvis impersonators? Didn't Graceland tell him, hey, you got to yeah. get off your network? It reminded it me of that report you had not too long ago. It where... seems like Ben Affleck could have gotten Matt Damon to dress up as Elvis <laughs> if he really, you know, really wanted him to do it. It seems like they could have worked something. <laughs> yeah, <out>. right? <laughs> what do you think of them, Apples? The wedding. Come on, let's go, Schlepp Rock. Do you take this guy to be your lawfully wedded husband? I do. Here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time, okay? I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. Truly a leap of faith. Think about whether or not this is really for you. I believe in marriage. Still? Haven't you been married like six times? This is four. <laughs> Listen, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Keep trying to get it right. Benefer, the wedding, now playing everywhere. It's not forever. <clears throat> Thanks. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. Got a few neckline calls that have come in over the weekend. And uh, we'll get to those. If you want to leave us a message on the neckline, that number is available to you 24 hours a day. You can call up and leave a message on the toll-free neckline, which is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-NECK. Call us in the studio to talk live, 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. There's been a lot of discussion about this Uvalde report and the 70-some-odd minutes that went by when uh, police were gathered on campus. They said at some point over... 400 officers from 20 different uh, entities. 400. Yeah. And I had, they were I all saw there today. to stop to the one teenage gunman? Yeah. And uh, a couple of things. You see in one point, you see, there's a, an officer you see on the phone. They've determined that that officer, mm-hmm. his wife was a teacher. And he was trying to get some information about her. And that he was determined that he was going to go in. He was booted out, so they had to eject kick him. him. They yeah. ejected him and took away his and gun. Disarmed him. It's yeah. like, oh, there's somebody here who might actually go in to do something. And you to can stop hear, oh god, I watched that whole video. It's so sad. But what did you pick up on? In it, he goes, "My wife, that my wife is dying. That's my wife's classroom." <sighs> yeah. So oh, the, the chills. You see all these officers, and the one who's like most likely to do something. They're not having that. They kick. Him, they get him off the scene and take his and confiscate his gun. Uh, they also put some blame on the school, which I think this could probably go for any school. You know, if you got doors that are supposed to be locked, and you got your procedure. Right, what yeah. are the chances that all of that is completely one hundred percent locked down? Probably not. The uh, door where the gunman entered and killed. 
uh, and was killed more than 70 minutes later, had a faulty lock that needed extra effort. Also, it came out that the school... Uh, the school's policy required outside doors be locked. None of the three doors into the school's west building were locked, giving the gunman unimpaired access. And they do say that it's probably the case with hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of schools around Texas. Uh, part of the Uvalde Report Committee said, we acknowledge that the same shortcomings could be found throughout the state of Texas. We might we must not delude ourselves into a false sense of security by believing that this would not happen where we live. I think the the effect of the, the perception of law enforcement is even taking a bigger hit because, you know, in the first week or two after the shooting, when it was coming out that, you know, you could say, oh, look at these, this local, the local police didn't know what they were doing. But as more has come out, you find out, no, no, it wasn't just the local police. A bunch of people didn't know what they were doing. Right. It was the state police. It was 20 different entities. And let's see. There was there was something that really hit hard here. Uh, so they didn't stop the, the Border Patrol agent that eventually did end the shooter's life in the standoff? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know how it went down, but eventually they entered the the, the classroom no, and sh- shot the gunman. There was one guy. Uh, they are determining it was a top-to-bottom failure that turned the May 24th attack into the worst school shooting in Texas. Here's a 77-page uh, report by a specially created Texas House committee. Kind of the the crux of their finding is the following. They failed to prioritize saving the lives of innocent victims over their own safety. I mean, it it kind of makes you wonder, well, if you had that many officers from that many different uh, law enforcement agencies there, how willing to put their lives on the line are police in general? You know, is, is this pretty typical? Because I think we got a problem if that's the case. Uh, the committee report focused primarily on actions taken by school employees before the shooting and law enforcement during the attack. So, yeah, the school wasn't prepared. They didn't follow some of the protocols they had in place. But, again, you know, that's, uh, you could probably find that in many, many schools mm-hmm. across the state. All right. How about some uh, neckline calls for you? All right. Here are some of the calls that have been left for us. I'm a little disappointed in you, Joanna. (gasps) A rolled flour tortilla (laughs) is called a burrito. Uh A a folded corn tortilla is a taco. Uh A rolled up corn tortilla is called a flauta. Okay. So I think, come on, Joanna. You can do better than that. Uh, come on. Come on. Hell? Has that not been what I've been saying this whole time? Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what... attention, dude. That's exactly Nobody what you've been saying. Nobody was even talking about flautas. All right? Flautas never even entered the equation. Exactly. 
And also, what's and with there's the, a whole I thought those were called there. taquitos. Yeah, see, there's a whole different debate there. <laughs> That's the white way of saying it. And what's with everybody expecting you to represent all of <laughs> Latinoness and Mexicanhood on this on this on the show? I don't know, but I feel like everybody else is wrong except me. <laughs> That's what I've been saying, dude. If it's in a flour tortilla, it's a burrito. If it's in a corn tortilla, it's a taco. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Mm-hmm. Here are some more thoughts on what is a burrito. <laughs> Since I was a kid, this is this is what a burrito is. Okay. This is what I always heard. It's wrapped in the middle and at the bottom. And at the top, it's slightly open. Slightly. Right. Not completely open. It's just slightly open. Wait, he's saying that's a burrito? Yes. Tacos, you just fold... And one side is open, and the other side is not open. That, that's what a taco is. You just fold the tortilla, and one side is open. Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. It is only until recent years that I've heard this blasphemy <laughs> where tacos are called burritos. Okay. Google, Google image biggest burrito in the world. Okay. It's a burrito... Wrapped in a flour tortilla, uh-huh. Joanna. What the hell? Then Google image, biggest taco in the world. The taco is folded to where one side is open and the other side is not. Uh-huh. That's a taco. <laughs> a taco is open on one side and it's not at the other side. A burrito is wrapped. Okie dokie. Look at the uh, size. Uh, oh my god! Look at that taco. Nuts. <laughs> is he still? Was that still him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah. Just look at the size of some of these tacos. That's got to be photoshopped, I've right? Said it once I've said it. That twice. is insane. It's got radishes on it. What's wrong with you? Wow. What kind of taco? You didn't know that radishes so, were served with tacos. No. Look, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I don't care how it's folded, ODG. If it's in a flour tortilla, it's a burrito. Yeah, it could just be folded in half. Still a burrito. Exactly. Well, how about... No. Okay, hold on. (laughs) At Taco (laughs) Cabana, the things they call like the street-style tacos. Those are tacos. But they're little, but they're, they're little flour, but they're in no, they're no. little flour tortillas. You, you can totally get them in flour tortillas. Yeah. That's what. Okay, well, if you can get them in flour, then they're a burrito. That's little burritos. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how small it is. If it's in a flour tortilla, it's a burrito. I don't care how you fold it. I don't care the mechanics about it. I wonder if there is a burrito mechanic out there. Oh, we should just talk to the people, the workers at Chipotle. Yeah. I've never had the burrito. Straight from, from the horses. <laughs> right? I think it's kind of funny how the news media, oh, they go on and on about stories about these mass shootings. Uh-huh. But then when there's a guy that actually did something in Indiana, some guy went into the mall with a long gun and a bunch of magazines, started shooting, and a uh, American citizen legally able to own a gun shot and killed him before he could kill anybody these democrats they don't want to hear those stories all they want to hear is the bad stories 
that way they can take away your guests. Really? What? What did he say? What? That they, oh, they only want to hear the bad stories so they can take away your guns. Oh. But I think it was, it was uh, Indiana. Uh-huh. I've seen plenty of coverage on uh, that shooting. Yeah, this story, this story is getting a uh, lot of coverage. And Four thank people God were killed. he had a gun. Thank God he that 22-year-old. had a gun. Yeah. Thank God that 22-year-old had his handgun, his concealed handgun on him. Authorities are crediting an armed citizen with stopping a deadly active shooting situation inside an Indiana Indianapolis mall. In the end, four people were killed and at least two others injured before the shooter was fatally shot by a man authorities are describing as a 22-year-old Good Samaritan. You know what he didn't have? A concealed AR-15? Yeah, uh, this the the kind of gun that the the hero in this story used was the, the that was the one that everybody wanted to make illegal. They wanted to make handguns in the nineties to get hold of in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, and going back to the eighties and seventies, there was a big push. It's like the way things have flip flopped. It used to be. Oh, we totally understand why you have a rifle for home protection, or you have a shotgun, or you have whatever. But you don't. Need, this would this would have been the the anti gun position. You don't, you don't need, need a handgun to carry around in your pocket. Uh, here is Greenwood Police Chief James Eisen talking about that incident where the uh, shooter in the mall was taken out by a 22 year old with a handgun. We have not identified him yet. We do not have a motive yet. It appears that he had a rifle with several. Uh, uh, magazines of ammunition um, entered the food court and began shooting. Yeah, but uh, do you hear I, any I, talk in America I, no, about I taking that, away I, handguns? Right. I think there's some confusion. It's like nobody wants to talk. I'm sure there are some anti-gun people out there who hear a story like this and they're like, oh, great. You know, there actually was a, a guy that... <sighs> but no. Just the way things have changed in this country in 30 years' time, people aren't talking about taking away handguns. What they're talking about doing is possibly making it so that an 18-year-old who's got some serious issues that play out online isn't able to go on his 18th birthday and buy an AR-style AR-15 or some kind of AR weapon that carries out, you know. We've decided, I guess as a culture, that we're, we're okay with handguns. It's these... You know, basically like a gun you would go onto a battlefield with. Well, and we've seen time and time again that they seem to cause more damage that even 400 police officers seem to be scared of them. Right. How, how bad are these AR? How dangerous are these things? Ask those 400 police officers that were just kind of hanging around in Uvalde. We've got very, very warm temperatures this week. 104 today. And I don't know if that's a record or not, but maybe Tuesday will be because it's going to be 106 on Tuesday, and we're looking at 100 uh, every day for the remainder of this week. There's a, one thing you can do, and get a load of this. They say that throughout the day, consistently, if you do this one thing, it'll make you feel anywhere from 5 degrees to 7 degrees cooler. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. What do you think it is? Think about it. I'll tell you when we come back. Putting your stuff in the freezer? Putting, yeah, that's right. Just get it frozen. <laughs> your, what stuff? So Your clothes. You put oh, a shirt yeah. in there. It's like, your put sh- okay, now put your shirt on. Be careful you don't cut yourself with your shirt. Your bra. <laughs> I love ice socks. That's not it. <laughs> 
something uh, no? a lot more simple than that. Okay, that okay. could make you feel five to seven degrees cooler just by doing this one thing. Okay. Let's take a break. Live from the KLAQ studios, courtesy of Glasheen, Vias, and Enderman Personal Injury Lawyers, 915-590-1900, The Buzz Adams Morning Show. All right, I'm going to tell you the uh, one tip that the experts say could make you feel five to seven degrees cooler every day. Sleep in the bathtub. Which is filled with ice um, cubes. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself in that, that position, somebody's probably stolen a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you unconsciously wake up in one. It's called a bad date. Uh, <laughs> on TV tonight, The Bachelorette is on ABC at 7. Over on ESPN, getting ready for the All-Star break in Major League Baseball. It's the 2022 Home Run Derby on ESPN. NBC has American Ninja Warrior semifinals tonight at 7. Fox has a couple of uh, game shows back-to-back. Don't forget the lyrics and Beat Shazam. Also uh, on ESPN, the series premiere of The Captain, a seven-episode docuseries about the life and Hall of Fame career of Derek Jeter. Tonight's schedule also includes Roswell, New Mexico, and Better Call Saul and In the Dark. Nico, before I uh, get to the uh, tip to keep yourself five to seven degrees cooler, I've decided who uh, Cameron Smith, who won the British Open, reminds me of. This is golf, right? Yeah. (laughs) Do you see the picture of Cameron Smith here? Who does he remind He has a huge mullet. And he's got, like, a scraggly blonde mustache, which is the weirdest mustache. Like, when you got a mustache, it usually works better if... You know what I mean? When the when the mustache is so light, it kind of blends into your face. It's an awkward look. Oh, Great yeah. He this. looks like a sexual harasser like that. Uh, I wasn't going to go that far, but I'm going to say Cameron Smith and Joe Dirt separated at birth. All right. What do you think? Yeah, yeah for sure. Cameron Dirt? The yeah, Australian sure. won yesterday, and he is not one of the live tour guys that took a bunch of money. <laughs> so here is Cam Smith after his win at the British. Perhaps you can tell us how you're going to celebrate tonight with the Clara jug. Uh, I'm definitely going to find out how many beers fit in this thing, that's for sure. Is he talking about the trophy that he got, or like, is it like yeah, a cup? The, the, the Clara jug is a, yeah, like a trophy. Okay. You know, like... Like the Stanley Cup, kind of. Oh, nice. Were you telling me you're reading here that the PGA is doing what it can to kind of isolate and separate kind of. the live guys? These are the people who've taken millions and millions from the Saudi government to play events on their tour, which is called the LIV or Live Tour. So I, I was reading that the PGA uh, haven't given any of the Live Tour players any primetime tee times. Uh, they're all, you know, at random times with random players. I think even um, Sergio Garcia was was with a group of amateurs. I mean, he was put with a group of amateurs yeah. for... Former British Open champion. champion yeah. right. Uh, Phil Mickelson hasn't been invited to uh, the champion's dinner. Um, so it, it seems like they're kind of doing everything they can to isolate them. But it's it, it seems to be backfiring in a way because all the live players are getting together and 
keeping each other company. So Phil Mickelson oh. and Dustin Johnson were, were uh, warming up in the morning together and going back and swimming through their vault full of money, money like, like Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> Because these guys. these guys, I think Phil got something like two hundred million, not not for winning anything, just for signing with this live tour. And Dustin Johnson got something like one hundred fifty million. What did you go? Why did you say that, Joanna? Oh my God! Both of you seem like you were fighting to get those words yeah, out. Yeah, we both had the same image. Oh, in our mind. Well, like we can look at each other and know exactly. Phil Mickelson with a top hat and spats. <laughs> <laughs> He's just swimming through a bunch of gold coins, saying, "Oh, I really." I really regret not getting to go to that champion's dinner. Ha, ha, ha. And then you brought up like, oh, yeah, these uh, billionaires really, really need to compete. Like, they have to compete at the Open to win money to survive. Like, they don't have to do that, right? They. What's yes. the point of competing anymore when you already have well, all the money? you know, people get rich playing golf. I that, assume they were all rich to begin with. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It seems not, like that not kind just of with winnings, but endorsements. And Phil yeah. Mickelson, you know, has certainly endorsed his share. And yeah, those guys are doing fine. But this is, it was the kind of wealth where you're going to be wealthy and your kids could just kind of be like trust fund kids. Right. This is the kind of thing where your grandchildren's grandchildren are still going to, if they want to, they can just live off a of great, great granddad. Dustin Johnson's money because he signed this thing with the, with the Saudis. friggin' Saudis. Thank you, Saudi Arabia. I, th- I think it would make it more interesting in these tournaments is, okay, the first prize wins all the money. Whoever comes in dead last gets chopped up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you do not want to come in last. Talk about the pressure. Talk about consequences. If you want to beat the heat this summer... Consider going, you ready? Commando. Commando. The Daily Mail newspaper. So this is a UK. By the way, I think they had a high temperature of like 102 or 103, which was the hottest it had ever been in the UK. What was the, where did the temperature top out? Oh, the record. So the record of heat in the UK is a 101, but they're predicting uh, today and tomorrow to get to 106. 106. Yeah. So blowing the lid off that record. The Daily Mail newspaper did a big write-up uh, about hot weather. And if you want to beat the heat this summer, consider ditching those pesky underwear. <laughs> this is the thing they say just because it, the ventilation and more airflow, it can make you feel five to seven degrees cooler wow. just by not wearing the underwear. Huh. It says here that removing an extra layer of clothing anywhere on your body allows for ventilation and helps you stay cool. <laughs> I didn't see this part. For women, it also helps inf- avoid yeast infections. Oh, yes, they do say. <laughs> really? Going for to that, the window and lets it breathe. For that reason, one health expert said women should go commando whenever possible. I Sweet. couldn't agree more. Let's it <laughs> breathe. Is it suffocating? Sometimes it suffocates. When it's yeah. hot? You you know the phenomenon as SA, right? Many Americans suffer from swamp butt. Swamp ass. <laughs> <laughs> it says here the ditching underwear not only can make you feel cooler, but for guys it could make you more fertile. I think they say that specifically if it's tidy whities or boxer anything that confines the boys. 
the boys. I don't wear tidy whities I wear Lucy Brownies. You. Yeah, gross. Why? Gross. Why are you even? <laughs> the article does warn, though, that if you decide to go commando, sans underwear, uh-huh. and if you're not used to it, be extra careful about injuries, especially fellas, when zipping things up. Oh, you got to take God. some extra precaution. I didn't think of that, you guys. That sucks. What's that movie where Ben Stiller? Something, something about, about Mary. Franklin beans. Franklin beans. He got the Franks on top of the beans. He got the beans on top of the Franks. <laughs> How did he do that? But there's the answer. Go commando. Five to seven degrees cooler. Interesting. Yep. It's a hot one. And I'm kind of sweaty. Few clothes on. Shirt, shorts, and shoes. Got a good car. But can't afford the gas. Got foot power, need something to cool. Then I thought of one real good way for cooling my private parts. Then I ripped off my sweaty undies, my testes were now free to fall. Take a break, and when we return, Nico at Jimmy in with top news stories of the day. That's right. British movie theaters are offering free tickets to Gingers. I'll tell you why next in news. Hi, it's Veronica Gonzalez, and after the Buzz Adams Morning Show is over, I'll have El Paso's Best Rock to help you through your workday. From the best classic rock to the best rock being made today, everything you need to keep rocking on the job right here starting at 10 on 95.5. Kaylee K. Well, you know what? Maybe this Lego set that comes out in October will Maybe it'll help. Do we need to go through the the floor plans, Joanna? Yes. I don't get it. By the way, uh, it'll set you back 120 bucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. To get the office version of the Lego. Does it say how many pieces it it is? Uh, Not in the story that I'm looking at. It doesn't say how many uh, pieces it is. But don't go looking for it because you got to do news. Here is Nico Ajimian with our top stories of the day. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. It is 1,164 pieces. Uh, okay. For oh. the, yeah. Can we just take a moment to applaud Nico? He was here hella mm. early. I was here early. And thank you for he the He was here before I got latte. in. Really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> okay, so... Nico, that's amazing. Good for you. On the way to... The, so, I can't go to the bathroom... If Buzz is going to go to the bathroom, like it has to be one or the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so on the way to the hall, when we're passing each other, he tried to, he always tries to scare me, uh-huh. but I heard him coming down the hall. So then I tried to scare him today. 
Uh-huh. We ended up scaring each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Thank you. Appreciate it, Joanna. I really appreciate that. I- uh, just in case Mr. and Mrs. Jimmy and are listening, Nico was here extra, extra early today. So early. He's like a grown-up big boy. got me a latte. Thank I you. I think that, that's going to be my Monday thing for you. I'm going to get you your Monday mocha. Oh, thank you. Yeah, your Monday matcha. <gasps> Thanks. Can right. you get me a Tuesday Tecate? <laughs> 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 All right. Get his news. Russia's former president says the refusal of Ukraine and the West to recognize Moscow's control of Crimea poses what he called a system systemic threat for Russia. Dmitry Medvedev also said on Sunday that any outside attack on Crimea will prompt a Judgment Day response. Russia annexed the peninsula on the Black Sea in 2014 after mass street protests sent Ukraine's former president fleeing to Moscow. The Kremlin also uh, also then backed pro-Russian armed separatist in Ukraine's Donbass region. Medvedev served a single term as Russia's president from 2008 to 2012 between Vladimir Putin's first and second terms as the Kremlin's leader. The former leader made the threat to warn the West what would happen if Crimea came under attack. The White House is on the defensive after President Joe Biden's first trip to the Middle East as president. The president's visit to Saudi Arabia, a country Biden vowed to make a pariah, drew criticism from Hatice Sengiz, the fiancé of slain Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. The blood of Mohammed bin Salman's next victim is on your hands, Sengiz tweeted, including a picture of Biden fist-bumping Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Laden. Multiple Democrats were critical of the trip as well, saying that it sent the wrong message. Biden defended the trip as necessary, saying it was part of his efforts to lower gas prices at home. I'm doing all I can to increase the supply for the United States of America, which I expect to happen, he said. But he ended up leaving Saudi Arabia with no concrete announcement or pledge to boost supply. Yeah, he didn't get what he was after when he went over there, but they, I would say, got what they wanted, which was the fist the fist bump and some people were saying worse than if they'd shaken hands because a handshake is something it's more formal and the fist bump just made him look very chummy buddies yeah uh i'm seeing a lot of negative reviews of biden's trip to uh saudi arabia Uh, i mean if he didn't come back with a concrete i mean plan or something then yeah it's going to be seen as a Loss for us and a win for them because they get to yeah they get to say hey we fist bumped the president of the United States. Well, it puts them in the in the it makes them look as though they're in the driver's seat, right? And it also makes it look like well, look here's our president going with his hat in his hand to the Saudis. So I guess they're not so bad after all, even though apparently they the duty fist bump totally was behind the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Well, the Israel military attacked what it said was a Hamas military site in the Gaza Strip early Saturday in response to a pair of rocket attacks. The exchange took place just hours after President Biden visited Israel and Palestinian territories. In the West Bank, Biden met Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas, expressing support for Palestinian independence, but also saying that conditions are not ripe for relaunching peace talks. Hamas dismissed Biden's expressions of sympathy for the Palestinians, calling the United States a partner in the aggression on our people. It also criticized Abbas for meeting with Biden and reiterating his support for a peace process with Israel. 
Well, a Texas House investigative committee is releasing a preliminary report on the deadly Uvalde mass shooting. And to call it scathing is an understatement. The report describes systemic failures and egregious poor decision making among the 400 plus officers on the scene at Robb Elementary School. Among other things, it details the lack of adherence to active shooter training by authorities who failed to prioritize saving the lives of innocent victims over their own lives. On that note, consider that Texas Governor Greg Abbott initially praised law enforcement for their amazing courage by running toward gunfire, but took it back but took back his statement when it was revealed they waited over an hour to enter the school after the shooter had already been inside. Well, Abbott said pretty quickly after that, well, I was misled or they lied to me. Mm-hmm. So The report also revealed that three doors to the school were unlocked when the gunman walked in and went on to murder 19 students and two teachers. Republican Representative Dustin Burroughs said it's very clear the officers should have acted with more urgency and the gunman should have raised some red flags noting he developed the nickname School Shooter among his peers on social media. Here's Republican State Representative Dustin Burroughs talking about that. Mm-hmm. Am I potted up? Yes, indeed you are. The officers who knew or should have known that this was an active shooter situation by their training experience should have done more. We are very clear on that. Several officers in the hallway or in that building knew or should have known there was dying in that classroom. And they should have done more, acted with urgency, tried the door handles, tried to go in through the windows, tried to distract him. there was a thing that I just read, and I got to find out. You know, this is the uh, report on Uvalde that I was reading from earlier. Hold on a second. Well, they, and they were criticizing oh the, the, the the preparedness of the school. Can, in- can everybody hear the papers rustling around buzzes? <laughs> but Buzz had to get up because it was like on the floor. <laughs> it's newspaper articles, and Buzz actually cuts out the articles yeah. from the newspaper. Like an old man. He doesn't do his executive they're, time. They're talking about the door. What I think they're saying in this report is that the door to the classroom, classroom 111, is where uh, most, of the, most of the kids were shot. That there was something wrong with the, the locking mechanism of the door, mm-hmm. so it didn't lock. So all this stuff about, oh, we were waiting for the janitor to bring the key, or we needed something to break the door down. Apparently, they, it wasn't locked. So they could have breached the door that the gunman oh my God, they didn't was hiding the behind door. the whole they time. They could have, within 30 they, seconds, shown up on the scene. So they responded three minutes after the shooting started, so three minutes and 30 seconds instead of 77 minutes. Well, the report isn't just shocking many people. It's also shocking some of the family members of the victims. The aunt of 10-year-old Uzziah Sergio Garcia, one of the shooter's 21 victims, told ABC that reading the system's failure in the report, it's reopening old wounds. Broken. Broken all over again. Like, it just... Like it just happened. They get paid to protect, to serve, and and they didn't do nothing. So I found the part of the uh, report that I was talking about, and here's I'll read directly. The door to room 111, where the gunman entered and was killed more than 70 minutes later, had a faulty lock that needed extra effort to ensure that it was engaged, but nobody ordered a repair. 
the report said. School policy required that the outside doors be locked. None of the three doors into the school's west building were locked, giving the gunman unimpaired access. But you see all these officers out in the hallway, down the hall. Uh, We saw somewhere Pete Aridando is trying to talk to the gunman. But apparently the door wasn't locked. Or that's the way this report makes it seem. They had to have heard children being shot, right? Like there was no way anybody in that hallway... They believe that most of the shootings had happened... Or most of the shots had been fired before police arrived, but there were shots going on when they were there. Also, they had to have known that there were potentially gunshot victims who were alive, but not for long, bleeding out, that sort of thing. And it took over an hour for anybody to go down there and do it. I think this reflects poorly on law enforcement in general, because when you see that many officers from that many different agencies, you're thinking... Wait a minute, are all of these guys more concerned about their own safety? I don't throw the C word out, cowardly. Right. But it makes you wonder if if this is just the way it is. Like, if you've got any excuse at all not to go in, uh, we need to find the key. Have you jiggled the door handle? I don't, I, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear from law enforcement. Just do you, do you feel like this is reflecting poorly on, on all the... Mm-hmm. You know, the brave law enforcement officials out there. Right. Absolutely. I think there's a real reckoning coming with all this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. After refusing for months to cooperate with the House committee investigating the January 6th Capitol insurrection, former Trump White House advisor Steve Bannon is set to stand trial for criminal contempt of Congress starting next week, despite a last-ditch effort to offer testimony to the committee. Jury selection for the trial starts today. While Bannon was first subpoenaed in September of 2021 and was indicted the following November. The trial comes despite multiple efforts from Bannon's lawyers to delay it, arguing unsuccessfully that negative media coverage could sway the jury. Two children are among the dead after 21 vehicles collided during a dust storm in southern Montana. The Montana Highway Patrol says the pileup happened Friday afternoon on Interstate 90 east of Billings. Sergeant Jay Nelson said a quick rising dust storm caused a series of collisions, killing six people and injuring eight. Eyewitnesses say visibility was reduced to zero instantly when the dust storm suddenly whipped up. I-90 was closed through Saturday morning for cleanup and the investigation is still ongoing. A West Virginia woman is awake after being in a coma for over two years. Wanda Palmer had gone into a coma after being beaten in her house in June of 2020. Despite suffering brain damage, after waking up after two years, she was able to speak enough to identify her attacker, who she said was her brother. He's now been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder and malicious wrongdoing. It's time to look up at the night sky and enjoy watching shooting stars. The annual Perseid meteor shower has begun. It's been observed for over 2,000 years as the Earth passes through the orbit of a comet called Swift-Tuttle. The Swift-Tuttle Comet only passes by Earth every 133 years. It'll be a long time before it passes again, as it made its last pass in 1992. This year's celestial show is due to peak around August 12th and the 13th. The full moon on the 11th will make it difficult to see the celestial show, however. 
The Mega Millions jackpot's now over the half-billion-dollar mark. All right, now I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be at least a half-billion to get my interest. Let's get some lottery tickets. Lottery officials say no one picked all six numbers in Friday night's drawing. That means Tuesday's jackpot will be worth $530 million. The cash option would be only $304 million, though. The odds of winning the more than half billion jackpot are one in three hundred three hundred million. One in three hundred million. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's a few more numbers. I was going to try and do it that way. Um, Joanna, let's do it. Let's round well, yeah. up a few. Buzz, I guess we'll include you in this one this time because I remember it's finally worth it. In, <laughs> I remember in my early career so like in my tw- in my early 20s i would imagine in my head if i if i won a big lottery and would i take the lump sum or would i get the payout the over annuities. the years yeah. and it, i i was always payout over the years you end up getting you're never going to live long enough for- but now i'm at the point where i'm just like give it all to me lump <laughs> it life is short <laughs> <laughs> well you know so the lump sum takes half away and then you think taxes take another half right so if it's five hundred. Well, I don't know. A lot of times they'll say, "Well, the lump sum is after the penalty for taking the lump sum, but also after the taxes." Oh, okay. I, I think th- that number they give might be after both, and then it's gonna it's gonna depend on where you live. Like, do you live in a state that has an income? Because they're gonna count that exactly. As income. So I half a billion right now. <laughs> it's half a billion. Yeah, but you might only end up with a measly like hundred fifty million. A measly. <laughs> Can't even quit your job for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, an international movie theater chain is offering free tickets during this week's expected heat wave in Britain to redheads. Temperatures in the UK are forecast to go as high as 104 this week. And Showcase Cinemas is offering free tickets to redheaded people. In the UK. In the UK who are more sensitive to the sun and high temperatures. The deal is good for today and Tuesday when the forecast calls for the hottest temperatures. Not only do gingers get a free movie ticket, but a slushy too. Ooh. Yep. This week, Britain is expected to break all-time heat records. What if you're a ginger, but you're bald? Would they would they accept some hair from some other part of your body as proof? That you get the hey, how do we know you're a redhead? Look, I just I promise you. Let me drop trowel right now. All right, I'll go. I'll do it. I, I can't show you the drapes, but I can show you the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> this right here is a nasty song about a nasty man. I wrote it about my damn self. This is all about having red hair, folks. This is Todd Yonner. It talks about the trials and tribulations of having red hair. Everywhere. It's called Red on the Head, like the wee-wee of a big old dog blues. (laughs) Every verse in this song is true. It actually happened to me, which tells you what a pathetic life I've been living for a long time. It goes something like this. Well, I was in a bar on Friday with a girl named Claire. She had a really nice body. I took her out of my place Took off my clothes and she stared She said, hey baby, I can't do you Cause you got red pubic hair 
Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo at the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Just moments from Ford Bliss. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. And I wanted to find out more about this uh, gun incident at a Craig Robinson stand-up event. Craig Robinson from oh, the office. Yeah was supposed to perform at a club in Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday, but a man showed up with a gun, and everybody eva- evacuated the, the comedy venue. Craig Robinson began posting live on Instagram after he and the entire comedy club crowd were moved to an outdoor concert that was next door. Uh, and there was a there was a like a a band playing. Hmm. But I can't remember. Uh so here he is after the place had to be evacuated. I don't think any comedy went down, but he name checks the band. I'd like Big Time Rush or Five Minutes of Summer or, you know, one of these kind of like pop poppy bands that might have been popular a few years ago. Hmm. But here's uh Pardon the sound quality, but it's Craig Robinson outdoors uh, Instagramming. There was an active shooter in the comedy club. So they moved us over to this as a, as a concert going on. And it's big time rush. That's big time rush, y'all. Big time rush. <laughs> I'm safe. It's cool. We cool. It was just wild. I was in the green room. They're like, you know, it was wild. It was a moment for sure. Well, the man ended up firing his gun outside the club, but fortunately nobody was injured and he was arrested. The show was canceled, though. And uh, you heard it there from Craig Robinson. I guess they'll have a Craig Robinson in that. Really expensive office Lego set when it comes out, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Didn't you say there's going to be like over a thousand pieces? Yep, over a thousand. Very helpfully, Nico has worn several of the items that are included here on this list of clothes that are not appropriate to wear to work. If this comes as a shock to you, 
good day. How are things in Abilene this morning? If you're wearing Crocs and overalls, maybe you're underdressing. I guess it probably depends on where you work, right? Sure. Is that your thinking? I, I can dress however I want to because I work at a radio station. Nobody sees me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that your thinking? No. Because you dress inappropriately every day. Not, not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to the story and find out who we think it's describing. A new poll found 57% of us think traditional office clothes will been eventually be phased out. Yeah. 23% say they think that's already happening. Of course it is. Go look at any episode of Mad Men. <clears throat> yeah. Also, this is this an office job? Yeah. Oh, this is an office this job. This is an office job. Oh, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> the main thing, look, I can pick apart a lot of things that you do. The main thing <laughs> oh, is, yeah. as a man, your toes need to be covered. <laughs> Very important. Why? A man does not show his toes. I have in, nice toes. N- not a man in the workplace. Does work not toes. show his toes. Uh-uh. Those need just to be because covered. you have two gargoyle feet doesn't mean <laughs> I have to. Your feet are not that great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, certain things uh, still seem too casual for work, though. Uh, for a lot of people, two thousand Americans were asked to name the most appropriate things you you can. The most inappropriate things that they know people wear to work. And the lists are a little different for men and women. So for men, the five most inappropriate things you can wear are gym clothes. Oh, look at that, Buzz. Gym clothes. I wouldn't call this gym clothes. You just said that this morning. Well, I did buy it with the intention that I'm eventually going to wear it to the gym. So that's called gym clothes. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm wearing it. Okay. Yeah, because you wear it at the gym. Flip flops. Would you, you really call just what? Have a beef with the flip flops. Yeah, you really just have a beef with the flip flops. Not just Nico, any man. <laughs> I don't care. You could be a foot model. You'd not want your coworkers seeing your ugly men feet. I have nice feet. You have ugly man feet. Overalls. I what mean, if you're a farmer? If yeah, if you're a farmer, I guess you wear overalls and Crocs. Wait a minute. Are people wearing Crocs to work? Uh, I haven't seen that before. Uh, for a long time, Crocs made an, uh, a brand of nursing shoes that I saw nurses always have. Yeah. Casual t-shirts, shorts, and Christmas sweaters also made the list. Christmas sweaters? Well, if you're wearing a Christmas sweater, you're probably doing it because it's part ironic. of an office contest or... Like, I think our company has a Christmas sweater contest every year. Is it an ugly Christmas sweater contest? Yeah. I think they specify it's supposed to be ugly. Yeah, we never participate. (laughs) Although I have a lot of Christmas sweaters, including some that actually light up. You do have some really cool ones. I have some good ones. For women, the top five are gym clothes. Any top that looks too much like a bra. I'm not going to name any names here. Okay. No. Look at, look at my lips. I see. Why are you mouthing Lisa? And <laughs> <laughs> the and the off chance that she's listening, Buzz doesn't want to be on her S list. Yeah. Too late. I think yes, I already am. Here you are. Crop tops. Crocs. 
and flip-flops. So Crocs flip and the flip-flops are no, apparently a no-go, even for women. Nico, now, does that make any kind of impression on you? No. Why? Not even women who are supposed to have not non-disgusting feet. Like, men have really gross feet. You no, do. Nobody wants to see your disgusting. You have really gross feet. Stop putting well, it on know, everybody else. First of all, I don't think I've ever noticed Nico's feet. I know he wears flip-flops, but I'm not actually looking at his toes. Buzz, why uh, are you just gawking at his toes? I don't know. It just stands out like a neon sign anytime I see fetish? a dude. Do you? Yeah. That's weird, man. I, I would I would not recommend on a plane. Don't wear flip flops. Nobody wants to see your disgusting corn nut toenails. <laughs> That's when just you're on a plane. You. No, it's not just me. It's all like, yellowy and yeah, gross. That's how men's feet are. No, nope, mine don't look like that. I've never seen Nico. Nico, show me your feet. They're not yellow. I'll just say that. Okay. Let me see your feet. Get, get the hell out of here! <laughs> no. Stop staring at. But I'm really concerned it helps. Yeah, you are. this is weird. Feet. Do you want to lick them? Do I want to lick them? Yeah. No. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. You're the one. Stop that trying just... to look at my feet right now. What is wrong That's with me? Cover them up. Get his feet through under the table. Hey, why don't you dress appropriately from work and not bring your gym clothes? Remember in? that time that you wore like a gym shirt and corporate was here? Oh God, I <laughs> forgot they were going to be here. I at least changed. Nico at least went home to change. Also, Joanna, I want to bring up some important fact. How uh-huh. often has Buzz come to the studio wearing some type of rhinestone jacket or some random His velvet jacket. velvet crush or a cravat or a the cravat was very or he, handy or a hey, or a top me. hat or a pipe? You never learned how to fold that cravat. None the, of those stuff the, that you wear are would, would be considered work appropriate. The cravat came in very handy <laughs> when you had to start wearing face masks. Because I could just put that up there and use it as a face mask. What else? Everything. From those those like genie slippers that you wear. Those genie slippers are the best. Like none of that's appropriate. Well. You couldn't, you couldn't wear if this somebody is very eccentric. If somebody wore that at an office, they'd be like, "Oh, look, there's the crazy there guy that works for us." Crazy Lenny again. There goes Crazy Lenny. <laughs> I I look at it as I as if I okay. Here's the deal. You both I work enough. in show business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to dress, dress like you work in show business. You work in a medium where nobody can see you. I know. <laughs> I know. But, I know. But I can see me. <laughs> And, and you know what's great? It affects great? my ma- mindset. You know what's great about it? Like, we can make videos about it. Like, check out yeah. Buzz's outfit of the day. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, changing gears here real quick. Senator <laughs> Bernie Sanders says that uh, Joe Biden's trip to the Middle East, and specifically Saudi Arabia, was bad because it, it, it was like a reward for the Saudis getting a presidential visit. And instead of shaking hands, Joe Biden fist bumped the crown prince, Mohammed bin Which, Salman. Which, to be fair, you have to point out, that's how he has greeted everybody since the pandemic. Like, the fist bump thing mm, is... I think he's pivoted no. back to shaking hands. Well, maybe I after this could, trip, but before... No, I think he had been shaking hands. He hadn't been. I, I am sure that this was like, all right, how are we going to handle this handshake? thing and they played nope. out the pros and cons nope. and he, nope nope i nope. guarantee, nope. I guarantee nope. you nope. that i already this, know it's a not, lot of thought nope. went into what was going to happen nope. nope he has you are an idiot I, there was a report about him fist bumping he has said on on record that he is just doing the fist bump from now on that's that's his thing 
since the pandemic, he is just doing the fist bump. So you are if an idiot. If they didn't have a long Ooh, meeting they're about... they're asking him, do you regret the and, fist bump? And what does he say? He says, why don't you guys talk about what really matters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why don't you talk about what really matters? Actually, yeah. He fist bumped. It did look a little bit like you're chummy, but Nico's right. He has said that he's only doing the fist bump now. <laughs> he should have only Nico, given... Nico, don't flip him off. He should have only given MBS, like, the elbow bump. Yeah. Actually, no, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. The elbow bump would have been a lot Probably. better because they would have been like, I'm not going to fist bump. But then it would look like. My uh, right. There's no, he should you know. <laughs> look, I get the reasons Chicken they wing. give for why we have to have this relationship with Saudi Arabia. It just seems like we bend over way Biden more for this. brushes off MBS fist bump controversy. <laughs> is the here what do you want from me? NBC. Well, here's what Bernie Sanders thought about the whole trip, I guess. A leader of that country. Uh, who was involved in the murder of a Washington Post journalist. Uh, I don't think that that type of government should be rewarded uh, with a visit by the president. All right. So, of course, the people on the right are going to be critical. But even from his left, he's getting it from he's getting it from Bernie Sanders. But here's what Biden thinks about his trip. He thinks it was a pretty big success. And now President Biden recaps his visit with the Saudi prince. Well, my visit was great, man. It started off great because it was on the first floor. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have to walk up a lot of stairs. I don't like walking upstairs, man. Oh, no way. And his handshake was real soft, not too firm, because too firm of a handshake hurts my brittle hand bones. Anyway, then we had lunch, and the best thing about the lunch was that it was all blended stuff, which is great because I like blended stuff, like shakes and smoothie things and whatnot. And then we did some talking or whatever about about who knows what, and then I went back to my hotel room, and the tub had one of those handles on the side so I don't fall in the tub. Did I mention the room was also on the first floor? Oh, no stairs, man. Jackpot! This has been President Biden's recap of his visit with the Saudi prince. Adams and the all the all the bad news about what went down in Uvalde back in May 14th. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's going to come out to make Did the any? law enforcement people look any worse. Mm-hmm. But there is, for one thing, uh, and this is a story I'm reading today. It is confirmed. Uh, Pete Arredondo, the school district police chief who's taken the brunt of the public blame. I mean, it seemed like at like the first week or so, it he was, was the him. main. It yeah. was all on him, and then it's like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute, there were almost four hundred other law enforcement officers there. We have three hundred seventy-six number from twenty different uh, agencies, but Pete Arredondo defended his decision to treat the situation as a barricaded subject and not an active shooter because he couldn't make visual contact with the gunman. The report here goes on to say, this is uh, the, uh, the special report that was done by Texas House. Arredondo was consumed by a search for a key to the door of the fourth grade classroom where most of the shooting occurred despite no one checking to see if the door was unlocked. The search wasted precious time, according to the report. So, yeah, it's. it feels like to me at that point, you're just like, I, 
we need an excuse so we don't have to go in and potentially put ourselves in the line of fire. We've got to we've got to find this key without anybody checking. So it's turning out. Yeah, nobody checked the the door. Apparently, there was a malfunction with the door, which is one of the things the schools criticize that it it didn't lock easily. So, um, after a nearly eighty minute hallway surveillance video was published by the Austin American Statesman this week, showing the hesitant response of dozens of law enforcement officers as screams and shots can occasionally be heard. So the report does say that most of the shots that were fired were fired before they arrived, but there mm-hmm. were there were at least 40 shots accompanied by the sound of screams, which these officers clearly heard. They edited them out of most of the videos because, you know, you hear children scream. How could but you sleep soundly at you night? Can, you, you can hear it in the video, so if you can hear it in the video, you know that those officers out in the hallway... You can, if you were in the hallway, you can probably still hear the gunshots. Pardon? If you were in that hallway, you could probably still oh, hear the gunshots. Oh, you could, because, yeah, yeah. because you can hear them on the video. And just sitting there knowing that, you know, somebody could be potentially murdered by that. Uh, here's what the grandfather of one of the victims said. It's a joke. They're a joke. They've got no business wearing a badge. None of them do. And I think... You know, at first, we, when we heard the story, oh, the the police showed up and they, they took this guy out eventually. And then a few days later, oh, it took a lot longer. And then you're starting to hear, not only were they not going in, they were keeping parents away. So nobody could go in and do any help. And it took them over 70 minutes. Uh, last, last Sunday, the city of Uvalde announced several measures it was taking following the first factual and complete report of the shooting. Acting Uvalde Police Chief Mariano Pargas has been placed on administrative leave, and the city will conduct an internal investigation. So the, the first couple of weeks of this, you're thinking, oh, it's a small town police force. They weren't prepared for this or, you know, whatever. But... That's not the case. You find out there were a lot of state police on the scene. There were Border Patrol agents. Dozens of Border Patrol agents made their way there. And they're saying that, you know, everybody who heard about this going on rushed to be there. What were what were you rushing for if nobody was going to make an effort to go into the room? Yeah. Here it says nearly 400 law enforcement officers responded to the shooting. But widespread failures led to a delay of longer than an hour before the gunman was confronted and killed. Uh, The report written by the investigative committee of the Texas House blamed officers on all levels. So every agency that was represented there had officers who were not taking the initiative or setting up an incident command post. It also noted that state and federal law enforcement were much better equipped to handle the active shooter situation than the school district police. And they're the ones who received most of the criticism. According to the report, 376 officers responded to the school, with a majority of those being state and federal law enforcement, including nearly 150 Border Patrol and 91 state uh, state officers. The officials uh, made a point in mentioning to the, in the report there were no villains 
among the first responders, only the shooter was the villain. But uh, they say we found systemic failures and egregiously poor decision making. There's uh, one officer who's on his phone, and I know that when people saw that without the audio, you're thinking, what's, what's this guy got to do more mm-hmm. important than what's going on here? He, that officer was later identified. His wife was the one in the classroom who had been shot. So he was, and eventually he was ejected from right. the scene and they confiscated his firearm. Because I guess they were worried that, that he was going to do something crazy, like he, go try and rescue his wife, the people, his right. wife and the kids. In the video, you hear him say, like, that's my wife's classroom. And then, like, when he's looking at his phone, which is the moment that everyone is criticizing, it's because his wife is texting him that she had just been shot. That she had been shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, my wife is dying. His weapon was taken by another mm-hmm. law enforcement officer, and he was made to leave the scene. So... Not only not doing anything, but preventing anybody who might do something. Right. Yeah, it's it's a big problem. I think it reflects poorly on law enforcement. I, you know, I I just can't imagine how you look, especially if you work in that community. How you look people in the face if they knew that you were one of the people there that just wasn't doing what you're supposed to. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to. Pretend that I don't understand. Yeah, it's probably really hard to go into a room where somebody has a gun. Oh, absolutely. That wants to shoot right, you. Right. But when you but take you that have job, some training kicking in and some some expectations that that, that could happen. Yeah. Um, also, the kids and teachers in the classroom they didn't have ballistic shields. They didn't have guns. They didn't have any way they could have done this uh, themselves. Joanna, do you remember what the advice was? I teased this all morning long. For Experts say that you can feel five oh. to seven degrees cooler. Yes. It's by going commando. Going commando. They say that if you don't wear underwear, and this goes for <laughs> men and women as well, if you don't wear underwear. Very beneficial to women, by the way. Yeah. Apparently, yeast infections <laughs> play a part in this. Uh, be your, careful, though. <laughs> you might get addicted to it. Get addicted to what? Commando. No, no underwear? Yeah. Then you're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> what about the winter? Although, you know, so I don't I don't think it would matter if you're wearing pants and going commando because there's not no circulation still. So there's not no circulation. There's still no there's still no circul there's okay. still no circulation. So wear some shorts. Oh and so go you're commando. saying your shorts and flip flops are a way of staying cool. Uh-huh. In multiple senses of the word. We should follow your example is yeah. what you're saying. All right. <laughs> Five to seven degrees cooler just by not wearing underwear. It's amazing. I never would have believed it. But there it is in the news. I'm on the better. I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm all over every minute. Go, 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 commando. 
He kills it every day. Buzz Adams in the morning. He's hilarious because he goes outside the box. Makes me laugh going into work. El Paso's Rock Station. 95.5 KLAQ. If you're looking at your home, what if I told you there was one agent that could guarantee your home will be sold and that you will get the amount that you're looking for? Well, there is. His name is Brian Birds of the Brian Birds Home Selling Team powered by EXP Realty. And it's not always houses. Sometimes it's other properties. Jose had land that he owned in Clint. He had purchased it as an investment and he was ready to seize back. show calendar and daily almanac of events coming up in just a few minutes. There are a few uh, Republican politicians who are making some noise about undoing gay marriage the way that uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Ted Hmm. Cruz is one of them. Uh, Obviously. Old Teddy boy. Still going with that Still going with that beard. Yeah. Ted Cruz says the uh, Supreme Court should now move to roll back marriage rights for LGBTQ Americans. Cruz said that the landmark case establishing nationwide LGBTQ marriage rights was, in his words, clearly wrong because... Quote, marriage was always an issue that was left to the states. And the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must sanction and permit gay marriage. By the way, nationwide, I think approval for gay marriage is somewhere above 70% right now. Oh, yeah. And even among Republicans, support for gay marriage is at 55%. Well, I think, uh, do you know what the percentages were for abortion? And for who, who, the percentage of Americans that believe we should keep Roe v. Wade. I don't know those figures. It was about 60%. And I don't know what the figures would be for for Republicans. No, that was 60, the, 60% of general population. You're right. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if the numbers, the numbers could be less than that among Republicans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. You know, there have been certain things where... You might think, okay, well, the states can decide, but then it's something that's so clearly wrong. It seems to me there's been a history of some of these things where we have to drag the Midwest and the South, kicking and screaming if necessary, to do the right thing. Oh, you mean voting rights? <laughs> uh, interracial marriage? marriage? Yeah. Uh, Desegregating schools? Dese- right. There's a lot of this stuff that's been seen over the years as, oh, this is a liberal thing. It'll never fly here. And I think the court in the past has agreed. You're right. We could wait 100 years in Georgia and Mississippi, and they'll never be for voting rights or they'll never be for, you know, interracial marriage. I think that's the point of having federal laws. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I get the point. It would be nice if you could lead everything up to the states, but when there's something going on like, oh, well, in our state, we think you should be able to to own other people as property. Right. You know, a war was fought over that one. But the gay marriage thing was something that was done by the Supreme Court. Uh, There used to be these things called uh, 
mis, uh, anti-miscegenation laws, which said you cannot like date outside your own race or you can't marry outside your own race. Really? Oh, huh. yeah, yeah. That was the law until the 1960s. The Loving case. You'll hear him refer to it, the Loving case, because the, the couple's name was, their last name was Loving. And it was a a white man and a black woman in the 1960s. In it, it, it was somewhere in the South. Wow. Yeah, but a lot of this stuff is, at some point, we can't have a state where, okay, you're married in this state, but if you go one state over, it doesn't you're not count. married. Yeah. But if you go two states over, you are married. We all kind of need to get on the same page. And occasionally that's resulted in us having to say to some of these states, no, through maybe no fault of your own, but maybe through some fault of your own, you are too backwards. And we've got the the Supreme Court is going to push this thing through. It's what they did with gay marriage. It's what they did with with interracial marriage. Uh, Here's a comment about Ted Cruz. Uh, that came from CNN analyst Margaret Hoover. Ted Cruz is pandering not just to the base of the Republican Party, but to the worst kind of bigotry in the Republican Party. The Texas GOP has passed this plank saying that gay marriage is abnormal. You remember you did that story about a month ago? Mm -hmm. The Texas Republican Party put out all these, you know, the idea that we want to talk about maybe... Seceding from the United States was one of it, but also defining gay marriage as abnormal was another one of them. Uh, yes or no, if you're a dog owner, do you put sunscreen on your dog? No. I, I never even heard that you're supposed to put sunscreen on a dog. Well, it depends. What kind of dog? Is it a hairless chihuahua? Then maybe. Yeah. Apparently, dogs can get sunburned, and it does. Oh, no. A lot of it depends on the breed. Joanna, have you ever slathered one of your cats up with a nice no. SPF ninety? No. Are there hairless cats? There are. Yeah. yeah. You know, you like uh, Mr. Bigglesworth. Oh, that's <laughs> <true>. remember. <laughs> that's the example you go with. Yeah. Well, there, there's a name for them. They're sphinx hairless. Cat. A sphinx cat. All right. They look freaky. I want one. In the olden days, they just used to call them bald pussies. That's like using the old-timey language. Mm-hmm. The old-timey language. Uh, real old-timey language. That's what Egyptians called them. <laughs> According to the American Kennel Club, you should put sunscreen on your dog Uh-oh. during the summer, but most of us don't. Uh, what? I, where? Honestly, I had never heard or in my nose? life the idea of putting sunscreen on a dog. A recent survey found 57% of people never apply sunscreen when they take their dog outside and 46 percent didn't even realize dogs need protection from the sun count me in the 46 percent but dogs can get sunburned and it can lead to all sorts of issues like skin cancer and dermatitis and you correctly sussed out that certain breeds are more at risk for sunburns if they have short Coats, white coats, or hairless breeds. Yeah, so dogs like that makes sense. Dalmatians, bulldogs, Chinese crested. Uh, you said chihuahuas, probably so. Yeah, hairless chihuahua. Yeah, but it says here, 
and this is the one that really blows my mind, even dogs with thick coats of fur can burn, particularly on their ears, nose, and bellies. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah except when my dogs are outside, 90%, 95% of the time that they spend outside, they spend it in the shade. Either of the porch. They don't just go out I and lay I have seen and, Jerry and Sparky just lay in the yeah, sun. sometimes they like to go out and get a little sun, but it's... I'm not... What do you think I'm going to do? Do you... Is there even... Uh, do you use the same sunblock you use for humans? Never in a PetSmart have I ever seen sunscreen for your pets. Have you? No. Oh, I also don't oh go to PetSmart that often, though. Oh, here you go. Offer it. Now I've looked ahead. In the article, and I say, answer uh-huh. my own question. You don't want to use sunscreen for humans. You want to buy a special dog-specific dog sunscreen. They do sell it, yeah. It says uh, human sunscreen could have ingredients that are toxic to dogs. They're toxic to dogs? Are you sure they're safe for people? What's it got? Chocolate and tinsel? <laughs> Just trying to think of things that dogs are supposed to be kept away from. Anyway, the American Kennel Club recommends getting a waterproof, unscented dog sunscreen with an SPF of at least 30. Yeah, man. I mean, you're going to take your dogs on a walk. Uh, you're going to go oh. probably an hour. My girlfriend makes a big deal about when I take my dogs for a walk, and she tells me that I need to go outside barefooted and walk on the pavement to see if it's too hot for me. Yeah, do you do that? I go outside and don't do it and then come in and tell her I did. And, and then you just take fun. the dogs? Yeah, I take the dogs. But you don't know it's fine because you haven't... They've got pads. They've got big, thick pads on their but feet. You, don't, you, don't, you just said you didn't check. <laughs> yeah, oh I know, God. because she wants me to do it every time, even when I know how, that it, how do you know? Because the dogs want to go. If it hurt them, they wouldn't want to go. They get so excited. Yeah, they would. They know where their leashes are. As soon as I start going to the drawer with their leashes, man, it's like Christmas and their birthday rolled yeah, into they one. still will burn their feet. They'll Just still want. Just because they're excited doesn't mean it doesn't burn their feet. Yeah. What's wrong with you? No, no. They'll let me know if it's something they don't like doing. When you when you actually are telling her, yeah, I'll go do this, like you could just a- do it, but <laughs> you're deciding to even make it more of a production of it by not doing it. Yeah, it's easier to not do it. It sounds harder no, no, to no. tell her. I just go outside, I w- look at my watch, and when like 30 or 45 seconds have gone by, I go back in and go, yeah, it's fine. You could have just at that time put your hand on the pavement or something. Yeah. Put your hand on the pavement before you're taking it out. It burns out. them, yeah. They're, they're little palms. We've done a bunch of stories on this. and you. I don't like, do mm-hmm. it in the hottest part of the day. I wait until, like, you know, after six. You're about to say four. After four. No, no, I'm not going to go out with it. You don't go. It's, that's your bedtime is after six. True. So, yeah, I know you're not. Go- not I know you're not doing it then. Buzz, check the pavement for your doggies. Yeah, I, I kind of eyeballed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those poor dogs. Those poor dogs. If I can't smell the tar from the melting Oh, asphalt, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. I figure God. it must be safe. Buzz. I'm going to start getting Jack uh, sunscreen. <laughs> Honestly, you didn't even know that there was oh. such a thing before this, did you? I knew if, I needed sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you know that they made specific sunscreen for dogs and you're supposed to be slathering your dogs up? I did not. I assumed that their fur would protect them, but apparently not. I just learned something today.
Joanna, do you currently have any any dogs, or is it just cats? Yeah, we have a dog. Yeah? How does the dog deal with all the cats? I think she thinks she's a dog, a cat. <laughs> really? Because she loves cat treats. What kind of dog? It's like a little chihuahua. Yeah, it is a cat. But he, he pretends to be real aloof and just makes you come to him and won't, you know, yeah. he won't respond. Let's take a look at our Mosho calendar <laughs> and daily almanac of events. Today is July 18th. Happy National Caviar Day. Caviar. Mm. I'm not even sure I've ever even had caviar. The fruit of the I sea. I never have either. It is gross. And yes, yeah, all, all of you have had it if you've had the um, orange stuff on top of sushi. Like those That's little orange caviar? bubbles? Yeah. Those are cat. That's caviar. Yeah. No. Basically, yeah. They're like little miniature boba tea bubbles. Yes. But very tiny. <laughs> those are okay. I don't. I They're don't mind all those. Right. Today is record store day. All right. I'm trying to think. Is there a record? Yeah. 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 Atomic wax. Where's that? All that music. All that all music. That, all that music. Where's that? All that is now. All that music is now at the the fountains. Oh. It used to be on the gateway, but it's moved across I-10 over to the fountains of Ferris. They, I'd say they've been Does there the, for maybe four or five months. Oh, okay. Wow. Does the mall still have FYE? Uh-huh. Yes. But it's not a... I mean, yes, they have records and they have CDs. But I'm like, just a record store. Today is International Nelson Mandela Day is observed on the anniversary of Nelson Mandela's birth. So happy Mandela Day, everybody. Happy Mandela Day. Happy Bernstein Bears. <laughs> happy Mandela Effect. Nice. Actor Chase Crawford, who plays the Deep on Amazon's The Boys, is having a birthday. He's 37. Actress Priyanka Chopra turns 40 today. Oh my god. How old is how much older is she than Nick Jonas? I don't know. Like 10 years older. I think. <gasps> no, the Jonas Brothers no, no. were popular like 20 years ago, right? No. What year do you think like, we're in? Are I think they were probably old? I can tell you 40. they were super 40. popular like in 2007, 2008. Right. So she's 40. Uh Nick yeah, he Jonas like, is 29. I know. Nick Jonas is 20. How old was he when they were popular? He must have been like 10, yeah, right? Yeah, they were yes. teens. They started on the mm-hmm. Disney like Channel. teens. Actor Kristen Bell is 42. She plays the voice of Anna in the Frozen movies. And she was Eleanor on The Good Place. She also is in uh, Deadwood. I just saw an episode. Kristen Bell is? Yeah, she was in an episode. She plays a, a, a I don't know, which, a con woman with her brother. Yeah, she must only be on for like a, There's a, one few, episode, a couple two episodes. episodes. Yeah. Vin Diesel having a birthday, and he's 55. Quadruple X. <laughs> uh, former Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pearl Jam drummer Jack Irons. Turned 60 today. Red Hot Pearl Jam would be a cool band. Red Hot Pearl Jam. Or Pearl Peppers. <laughs> Pearl Peppers? Yeah, Pearl Peppers. 
That sounds gross, whatever it is. Not as gross as something Joanna wrote about and put pictures of on the on KLEQ.com. Chocolate-covered jalapenos look disgusting. They look tasty. Billionaire Richard Branson is 72. He is the first billionaire in space. Well, if we can send one billionaire to space, can't we send them all? <laughs> Actor James Brolin, the father of Josh Brolin and husband of Barbara Streisand, is 82 today. And from the early days of rock, one of the big stars, Dion, whose full name is Dion DeMucci, is 83. Do you remember any of the Joanna, do you know your oldies well enough to know any Dion DiMucci hits? No, I don't think I do. I keep away from a run around suit. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey. I know that one. Dion Whoa. DiMucci. DiMucci. Whoa. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. sound Italian. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good times. Would you guys play oldies whenever you'd have, like, family get-togethers? Yep. Look how excited Buzz gets when we talk about some song from his childhood. <laughs> <laughs> song. That, that song was a hit at least 10 years before I was born. At least 10 years before I was born. It was Liddy. <laughs> okay. 53 years ago, the Chappaquiddick incident happened. Do you know what that is? All right. So, Ted Kennedy oh yep. is driving along with a mistress... Or a prostitute? Uh, somebody who worked in his office. Yeah. Co-worker. Co-worker that he's having relations with. He's driving drunk. Maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. This is all alleged because he didn't yeah. go to the, the authorities until the next day. So don't, doesn't the car go into the river? The car, like, it's a rainy night. Skids off. It's not a... It, 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 Yes, it, it's the bridge uh, uh, on Chappaquiddick Island, which is near Martha's Vineyard. So the car goes into the water... He gets out. Ted Kennedy gets out, but doesn't help. Or, well, anyway, he swore that he did everything he could to try and rescue Mary Jo Kopechny, who was the woman that was the woman in the car, his passenger. Then he left the scene for several hours. Didn't report it to the police. Talked to several friends before they finally decided to contact the police. Kennedy was given one year's probation for leaving the scene of an accident and went on to proudly serve in the U.S. Senate until his death in 2009. So that was 1969 when this happened. That would have been the same year that Bobby was killed. So, And I remember, I remember studying this case like a political science class or whatever, but he even entertain the idea that maybe there is a real Kennedy family curse because <laughs> people were talking about that because John died and Robert died. And then uh, that's my Kennedy. That's all of them, by the way. Anybody it's the named, same voice. Damn right. Must be some kind of a curse on our family. That's a pretty good Boston. Yeah. And also uh, Mad, Giant, Mad Diamond Joe Quimby. He's the mayor on The Simpsons. <laughs> Era. <laughs> uh, anyway, poor Mary Jo died. The worst part, though, was the when they when they dredged the. Anyway, she died. When they dredged the car out, they said at the time, 
it was possible that there was an air bubble that allowed her to remain alive for up to 30 minutes inside the car, which was submerged. But he went on to run for president. He ran for president. After this. That's right. And I don't know if I've mentioned that uh, July is National Hot Dog Month. Have I mentioned that? No, you haven't mentioned wieners at all. Celebrate the hot dog month. Oh, I have mentioned it. Yes. It is hot dog. And yesterday was International Hot Dog Day. Oh. Oh. Hey there, juicy, lukewarm tube of meat. Mm. Ground up pig snouts, lips, and other animal trimmings. Yes. Mm. Stovetop, frying pan, microwave, grill, footlong. Dingle dong, plump and steamy, mm-hmm. and squirting a line of yellow mustard on your reddish brown skin, or maybe a zigzag of ketchup. Ballpark, picnic, all American fair. Where are your buns? Hey, hot dog, I relish you. Yeah. It looks like everyone has agreed on one important point, gentlemen. And that 